is the, this then is the last uh, in our series, I Relate. And uh, we've been thinking about how all our relationships, all our uh, connecting with people as human beings, has its beginning, its source, its understanding from the fact that at the very center of the universe, that which began everything was a relationship. God in relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the blueprint, the masterpiece, the template for every other kind of relating that we might have. And we've thought about um, how that perfect relationship of intimacy helps us to make sense of, to understand some of our key relationships, the marriage relationship, for example, the uh, uh, parenting relationship, uh, our relationship to our sexuality our relationship to one another if we're not married. But above all of that, we've seen that it's our relationship with God himself as the one and only thing that makes first and foremost sense of everything. Life does not, will not, cannot work without us knowing God in a personal way. That's what we were made for. And if that aspect that should be at the very core of who we are is missing, then everything else will begin to malfunction. Everything else will be much harder to keep in place because what should lie at the very heart is not there. So that's the journey that we've been on and you can uh, uh, find that everywhere. Uh, You look on the web and point to I relate. We're thinking about then this morning, hospitality. Uh, And uh, you've been perusing those questions already, I suspect, as I've been speaking. So would you turn to uh, someone next to you or just someone around you? And using those four questions, think about how big are you when it comes to hospitality? How uh, 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 hospitable are you? How often do you have people other than your family in your home? How often do people stay overnight? How often uh, do you share a meal, especially with someone you don't know very well? And when did you last invite a stranger home? Go. Okay, that's helped you just begin to think a little bit about where you might rate yourself on the hospitality ratings. I want us to think about what the the Bible has to say about hospitality and with what we just said in our minds and bringing what the Bible might say uh, alongside that for us to just to be thinking about what God might be saying to us, to me, to you in this particular area. The Bible is big on hospitality. Uh, First of all, the Bible says that hospitality is something that we should pursue, pursue hospitality, share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Literally, don't wait for it to happen, but pursue it, actively make it happen. One of the great things about moving to Ipswich 17 years ago Uh, One of the many great things about moving to Ipswich 17 years ago was the fact that we could say to all our friends around the country, whenever you're passing, (laughs) and and we could be right up there on the hospitality stakes, we were the ones offering, if they didn't come, that's their lookout, uh, and we were offering in that way. Actually, no, what, what, what it's saying here is that's way too passive. You, you've got to make it happen. Not, yes, of course, everyone's welcome. Yes, of course, we'd be happy to have you around for dinner, to stay overnight, to share a coffee with you, but actually make it happen. Hospitality begins with an attitude of our hearts. 
We know we should be hospitable, so we make the right noises. We say to ourselves and others that we are hospitable. We even tell people they are always welcome. Ever said that? You are always welcome, which is code for saying we haven't given you a date and a time, so make sure you don't turn up. You are always welcome. We know it's our duty. And Peter writes revealing something of the heart. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Without grumbling, or as other versions put it, not begrudgingly, or as the message puts it, offer hospitality cheerfully, abundantly. It begins in our hearts. And it it doesn't matter what we have at our disposal, a single room or a mansion, a a, a desk in our office, a, a park bench at lunchtime, it doesn't matter what we offer, but it's the attitude of our hearts where it will always begin. And the Bible says we need to persist in it, probably because the Bible knows that human nature would all too often use what we have been given in order to feed and benefit ourselves. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. So why then? Why then might hospitality be a big deal uh, for God? Well, firstly, I think, because it imitates God. When we are hospitable, we are imitating who God is. I don't know whether some of you play golf, shame on you, messes up a good walk, looking for a white ball in the rough. Others of you play tennis, which is a much more mature and sophisticated way to uh, exercise. There is a sweet spot in both those sports, which in the end of the day is little to do with force or power, but everything to do with technique. You will bash the hell out of a little white ball and it will do-do-do-do-do in front of you. And someone else will swing effortlessly and send it for miles. The same in tennis. I used to um, go to a tennis coach early on a Monday morning. It didn't last for long, I can tell you. But for the little bit of time that it lasted, it was all about finding the sweet spot. Get your grip right and then effortlessly, if you hit the sweet spot, the ball will go like you would not otherwise believe. When we are hospitable, we are finding a sweet spot for which we were made. There's an amazing verse in the Bible that we began this whole series with, that at the end, the last in the series, I want to bring us back to. Jesus is at the end of his life, and he's praying for his disciples, those that followed him, and he's praying for all those disciples that would follow him down through the ages. He's praying for you and me. And he says these words, May they also be in us. I in them, and you in me. At the heart of the universe is the deepest, most secure, most satisfying, most fulfilling, most loving relationship one might ever imagine, and you are invited to share in it. The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is an open relationship that invites, is hospitable to, is open to inviting you in to share with God at that deepest of levels. 
In fact, Jesus said, that's what will make sense of everything. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're seeking. In him is life. And this eternal life is that you may know him, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's the reason Jesus died, to open up that relationship to each one of us. So when we open up our lives to others in any way whatsoever, we are imitating God himself. We are beginning to play out the story of the whole universe. It's why human beings find a sweet spot when we open up to other people. When we invite someone into our space, our home, our sets of relationships, Hospitality becomes that sweet spot of imitating God himself. Secondly, hospitality is uh, really important because it's an invitation of grace. Grace means getting something you don't deserve or couldn't earn. It's something offered for nothing back. For several years, a friend and I used to go out for lunch near Christmas It was our way of saying it's rubbish working for charities because there's no budget for Christmas parties. And so we would eat our lunch, and one year we ate our lunch and got to the place, uh, to the moment when the bill comes, or we're asking for the bill, and the waiter said, there's nothing to pay. Interesting. Why is there nothing to pay? Someone else in the restaurant has already paid your bill. That was an amazing moment, not just because that's a generosity that touched us, but because it helped us realize something of grace. We were powerless then to do anything about it. We could try and pay if we wanted to, but how pointless would that be? The only thing we could do in the face of such grace, of such generosity, was to receive it and to appreciate it and to say thank you for it. So if that was one of you, thank you very much. And a week Tuesday we'll be at the toll booth just outside Denham. When you welcome somebody into your home with open generosity, you don't charge them, you don't send them a bill, you don't offer a tariff, It's a gift, an invitation, and there's nothing they can do about it except receive it, except be grateful for it, except thank you for it. It's also much more personal because you're offering them not just a meal or a bed for the night or a chair to sit in for a while or a coffee to drink, but you're offering them something of yourself, your welcome, your time, your attention to them. People can't earn that from us. People can try and demand it or force it, but that doesn't work either. They can even attempt to pay for it, but it can only be offered. And that's what God is like, this relationship that he he offers to us, and you can do diddly squat to pay for it or earn it. All you can do is be grateful for it and receive it and accept it. Maybe this is so, why it's so important, hospitality. To God. Because in those moments when you are being hospitable, when you're offering things that can't be earned or paid for, 
offering something that isn't anybody's right, but a gift to them, that we're saying something amazing about who God is and what he's like and what he does. Thirdly, hospitality is a big deal because it's an investment in the gospel, the gospel, the good news about Jesus. Our, our homes, first of all, before we think about that investment, are to us probably one of our biggest investments. Many have worked long and hard for them. That makes our homes very dear to us, very precious to us. We can be, therefore, precious about them. What we do with something that important says something about the kind of people that we are and the kind of values that we hold and the things that we most believe in. What we do with something that we spend so much of our time and resource getting, maintaining, upkeeping reveals something about us and our lives. Everyone's home here in different ways, I would imagine, has taken so much energy and resource whatever scale that might be for our lives. And we can become so protective about them. This is my space. This is mine. This is for me because I've earned it. I've worked hard for this. Really? Really? How easily we can fall into the trap of thinking. Because I've worked hard, for it, it becomes my right. And I'll do with it what I want. Early on in the Bible, there are these words. Knowing what human nature would be like. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you gift, grace, something you don't deserve, couldn't earn, who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, his love for you, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. You only have what you have because God has given you the ability, the opportunity to have it. So what you do with it suddenly becomes really important to God. It matters to him. And it says something about you and about me. Jesus relied on hospitality during his ministry. He would often uh, go to homes for different reasons. He needed things through his life. He, he needed a boat once to speak from, and he borrowed it. He needed a donkey to ride on, and he borrowed it. He needed homes from time to time to rest in. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. What does Jesus need your home for? Discuss. The other thing about your home, of course, is that it's not just about the building. It's about you. You as a person. It's about your relationships, your family network, or your extended family, your household, as the Bible talks about it, your network of relationships. It's those relationships that, in the end, make your place hospitable, not the quality of the furniture, the food, or whatever else there might be. We've all been in homes where they've got everything, but you don't feel very comfortable, do you? Make sure your home isn't one of those. It's the relationships 
It's about who you welcome, who you gather in like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit gathers us in. The main context for the New Testament church was was the home. They'd meet in the temple, but then day to day, they'd meet in their homes as well. This was the way the New Testament grew up. In fact, leaders and deacons, it it talked about them being able to manage their homes, not because their homes were over there and they'd come to church here, but their homes was the church, the, the nucleus of where they'd learn and read and pray and study and worship and reach out to their neighbors. That's where the growth was. So learning to use our homes is part of the journey that God would be calling us to. And lastly, one final point in two minutes to kind of bring this whole series to a conclusion, to to wrap the whole thing up and to say perhaps the most important thing about this whole thing about who you relate to, why and how. Why is hospitality a big deal? Because it's an image of glory. It's an image of glory. Hospitality is the art of making people feel at home when you wish they were. No, it's not. It's the art of making people feel at home in your home. Welcoming them in such a way that they belong, they feel like they begin to own part of it. It's theirs as much as yours. Hang about, that's the house I work for. It's theirs as much as yours. It's a place they can relax. It's a place they can be themselves. And when we do that, when we open up our homes, invite people in, get it all ready, prepare the welcome, then they arrive, we swing wide the doors, we share a meal together, we enjoy conversation and laughter, and the evening goes on, and towards the end of the evening, there's a sense that we are satisfied physically by the meal that we've shared, emotionally by the relationships and the things that we've unburdened and the vulnerabilities that we've expressed and the love and the acceptance that we've found in that moment at the end of the evening when all feels well. We are grateful for the invite, for the hosting, the hospitality that we've received. We've discovered that we can be at home in someone else's house. Glory is the word that we sometimes use for heaven, an image of heaven. God in his glory, in his home, the Bible says, is making preparations now for you and me. Jesus said, in my Father's house there are many rooms, many places for all of you. If if that weren't so, I would have told you. But more than that, I'm going that I might prepare, that I might get it ready, that I might get the home organized to welcome you there one day. And one day we will arrive. One day will be there. And will be greeted by the greatest welcome you might ever. It will not be a doorbell. Ding, 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 ding. You'll be welcomed with fanfares and trumpets and aromas and smells and music and everything that would assault your senses in a beautiful way. And what will touch your heart more is not the glory, the wonder of it all, but someone has been busy getting it ready. Not for anyone, but someone has been busy getting it ready for you. 
God himself, the Bible says, is busy getting it ready for you. The place will be amazing. The people that you meet there will be amazingly transformed and you will love them and enjoy them and appreciate them more than ever. But what will amaze you the most is the effort that has been made to welcome you there. And you'll glimpse in his hands and in his sight the scars of the cross 2,000 years ago the effort God went to to get things ready. Every time you offer hospitality, can you see? You're telling the story of the universe. Every time you invite somebody in, you're singing the song of the whole of history that God himself is inviting us home. Not just into his house, not just into his network of relationships, not just into his community, but God is inviting us home into his heart. Maybe that's why it really matters to God what we're doing with our homes because of what he's doing with his. Maybe that's why it matters so much that we invite others into our families, into our lives, into our hearts. Because that's the song of history. The story from beginning to end of the universe itself. But you know there's a strange twist. We've got about 50 seconds to go and we're coming into land. A strange twist. You know when you invite someone, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? Because you're afraid they might say... Well, you might be afraid they'll say yes, but you're probably more afraid that they'll say no. Because you're being vulnerable, you're opening up your heart a little bit, and you're saying, would you like to come? And if they say no, you feel let down, you feel shunned, a a little rejected. You want to make sure they have a good reason, and the good reason isn't you, although it might be. And it hurts a little. The Bible says that God has that vulnerable, that he sent out this invitation to all of humanity, but most are choosing not to come. Jesus tells a story about people, they say, I'm too busy, I've just got a new wife and I'm too distracted, I've just got a new business I've got to work on, I'm too distracted, I'm too busy, I'm too who knows what. The Bible says many have not even bothered to reply, yet to all who've received him, to all who've replied, to those who've believed in his name, he gives them the right to become children of God. Not just a new home, but a whole new family. That's hospitality. And maybe why it matters so much to God. Let's pray.